This is the Ebb and Flow Podcast with Ide Bailey, where you'll find inspired insights on forward movements in the middle market. Now let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to Ebb and Flow. I'm your host, Clinton Larson, and today we have a very timely topic. We are going to be talking all about the Paycheck Protection Program otherwise known as the PPP. And joining me today is someone who has practically lived and breathed the Paycheck Protection Program for the past year, and that is Ide Bailey Principal Adam Sweet. Welcome to the podcast, Adam. Thank you, Clinton. And uh, would you mind introducing yourself and maybe giving us a little bit of your role here at Ide Bailey? Sure. So uh, Adam Sweet, I'm a principal. As Clinton mentioned, I'm part of our national tax office. I sit in Spokane, but really that's, um, I'm born and raised in Spokane, but it's not so much relevant for my NTO practice that I'm really a resource for the entire firm. And typically my focus is what we call flow through entities. So partnerships and S corporations on the tax side. But I was uh, lucky enough or unlucky enough, let's say, <laughs> to be um, nominated for our SBA working group back in February or March of last year. And really that, really what that turned into was the, uh, PPP working group. So as you mentioned, that, that's been probably half my time with the firm over the last nine or 10 months, just focused on the PPP. Yeah, I bet. Cause it's such an important, it's such an important uh, program for a lot of businesses given last year and you know what they had to go through. So I think there's a lot to cover. So I think we should just dive right in. And so maybe the best place to start is obviously from the beginning. Can you give us a little history of like what the PPP program is? Yeah, so this this came about with if we rewind uh, ten months ago to March of 2020, we have the COVID national emergency in in full bloom, with you know states shutting down, the stock market crashing by you know 20 30 percent, you know potentially mass layoffs on the horizon, kind of affecting every industry, and Congress passed what's called the CARES Act Coronavirus Relief. Act. I, I didn't quite get that perfectly right, but it's the CARES Act. And mm-hmm. included in the CARES Act, or maybe the most prominent feature of the CARES Act, was this new program called the Paycheck Protection Program. And the idea is it's, it's a loan program under the Small Business Administration, the SBA. But the idea was we're going to give money to people, structure it as a loan, but if they do the right things with the money, which is maintain payroll and uh, incur eligible expenditures. But basically, if they do the right thing with the money, then the government's going to forgive the loan. So mm-hmm. if you think about it, really what the government's doing there is is covering the payroll expense for eligible businesses for a period of time in 2020. And the hope being that that gets businesses through the maybe the most severe part of the downturn. And then at the end of that, they have a full workforce, no one's on unemployment, and things maybe can return semi back to normal. Right. And there was a first round last year, but there was a second round that just opened up this year, correct? Correct. Yeah. So it's it's so this opened, in fact, there were there's been, if you, you can even think about it, multiple rounds. There was originally, I think, three hundred and maybe fifty billion dollars. So so PPP first round, broad strokes here. Mm-hmm. It uh, it was it's not industry specific. So really Nonprofits, for profits, manufacturing, dealerships, construction didn't really matter. As long as you met the eligibility requirements, you you could apply for PPP. And the eligibility requirements were you needed to have less than 500 employees. That's the general eligibility mm-hmm. for, for round one. So they put $350 billion to it. 
back in March. I think we blew through that money in about three weeks. So I think by maybe beginning wow. of April of 2020, uh, the first allotment of PPP1 money was gone. So that it, the program was on pause for a couple of weeks. And then I think Congress re-upped it with another couple hundred billion dollars. And mm-hmm. this was maybe in late April of 2020. And then that amount of money kind of carried through the summertime. And then PPP1 wound down in fall of 2020. And then as part of kind of year-end COVID relief legislation that was passed at the very end of December, Congress did two things. One, Congress reopened PPP round one, and then also created a second round of PPP lending, where if you got money and um, during the first round and you used the money appropriately and maybe had your loan forgiven, you could reapply for a second PPP loan, what I call the PPP2 loan, round one, PPP1 loan. Um, and some of the, the main differences between the two programs, PPP1, generally speaking, you needed less than 500 employees and you needed to say that you needed the loan due to the uh, economic uncertainty caused by COVID. And you needed to promise that you were going to do the right things with the loan. The right things were 60% to payroll and then 40% to what I'll call qualified overhead expenditures. Mm -hmm. Round two, they changed it a bit. They first ratcheted it down to rather than 500 employees, you can only have up to 300 employees to be eligible for round two. Round one, you could borrow up to $10 million. Round two, you can only borrow up to $2 million. Your loan size for both rounds is uh, based on two and a half months of payroll during kind of a look back period. And then maybe the, 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 the biggest change, I mean, beyond those two, the biggest change to the PPP2 is you have to show a gross revenue decline. You did not have to show a gross revenue decline for PPP1. PPP2, you have to show a 25% gross revenue decline. And there's a couple of different periods you can use. You can compare 20 to 19. You can also choose a quarter, calendar quarter in 20, and compare it to that same calendar quarter in 19. Okay, that's that's a good lead into maybe a discussion about like what type of businesses or organizations should be looking at a PPP loan. So it's it's really almost everyone in a way, and it, it even surprised us because you you maybe would have assumed originally that this was only for restaurants or for the hospitality sector who were particularly right. affected. But there is no uh, precision to either PPP one or PPP two in that regard. Almost any business can be eligible as long as you meet the employee standard for either round one or round two, and then also for round two, as long as you meet the gross revenue standard. So yeah, so we have manufacturing clients. We have clients involved in the real estate industry. We have medical practices, dealerships. I mean, really the whole gambit of I'd Bailey clients Mm -hmm. potentially are eligible for the PPP loan, both round one and round two, and also including nonprofits, which we sometimes forget about, but obviously nonprofits equally affected by COVID or maybe even more so affected by COVID. Right. If you think about the, the nonprofits in each of our local communities. So they are also eligible for, they were eligible for PPP1 and they are again eligible for PPP2. Right. And so you talked about how businesses need to be 
you know, thinking about how to do this the right way to maximize that forgiveness and, you know, and really take, you know, the full advantage of this program. So what are some of the, what are some of the common questions? What are some of the common issues that come up when businesses are first considering if a PPP loan is something that's right for them? So I think the first question for most people is they want it to be forgiven. Most people don't want to end up owing money. So on the front end, when they come to talk to us, they're going to say, I Bailey, they're going to say, Adam, I'm going to borrow this money. You know, I'm going to borrow the hundred dollars or whatever it's going to be. But how do I make sure that I get it forgiven? And I think the key there is you get a period of time, which is called the covered period, which can be between eight weeks and up to 24 weeks. There's some, you know, a little bit of nuance in there, but generally speaking, both for PPP one and PPP two, mm-hmm. you get an eight to 24 week covered period. The day one is when the loan is dispersed to you from a lender. But you so you start the clock at that point and during your covered period, which again could be 8 to 24 weeks, you want to make sure that you incur enough eligible expenditures to achieve forgiveness. So really, if you think about it, if you get a loan for $100, you want to spend that $100 on eligible expenditures and that's how you achieve forgiveness. And it that also reminds me of another key point and I probably should have brought it up in the beginning, but you actually don't directly go to the SBA to get your loan. The SBA works through local lenders. So most of our clients, their main interaction with this program is through their local bank. Okay. And then the local bank works with the SBA. So it's the the, the local lenders are really the, the the touch point for most of our clients mm-hmm. in the community when they're when they're looking for the uh, PPP loan. And that includes both for when you apply for the PPP. And then also when you apply for forgiveness, both of those things start with your your bank of choice, your lender of choice. And what are some of those qualified expenditures that you were talking about? What are what are some of the things that you know people need to know up front in terms of making sure that they they spend that money on stuff that's qualified? So 60% of your qualified expenditures need to go to payroll. And payroll is a defined term. So generally speaking, it it includes salary up to $100,000 for for non-owner employees. Mm -hmm. You prorate that to your covered period, and that's an eligible expenditure. And then the other 40% can go to what I call qualified overhead, which could be rent, could be mortgage interest. There's some new categories now for protective PP&E. If you had to make uh, investments in the PP&E as part of your business. Also, I, there's some, um, if you had to incur certain other expenditures to kind of adapt to COVID, that also kind of falls into the 40% overhead bucket. I would, I would say for the majority of our clients, payroll is, is the major expense because right. it needs to be 60%. It can also be 100% of your qualified expenditures. So payroll is the easiest to, to, first of all, to incur because if you think about that, the loan is based on two and a half months of payroll. And then you could have up to 24 weeks of a covered period, which means you could have almost six months to incur enough eligible expenditures okay. to get your loan forgiven. It's also a very popular category because it's just it's easy to substantiate when you mm-hmm. go back to your bank to apply for forgiveness. You have your IRS tax forms, your payroll tax forms. And so it's just a very easy thing to substantiate that you've incurred the right expenses. It's going to be easy for the bank to process and review those. And I would guess it's going to be make it very easy for the SBA to review. So we have the 60% payroll, 40% non-payroll overhead. And I would just 
guess, and even really speaking from experience, that most of our clients are looking to the payroll for, for almost all of their qualified expenditures. If you've enjoyed listening to the Ebb and Flow podcast, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss an episode. Also, please take a moment to share it with your professional network and leave us a review. That way, we'll be able to reach a larger audience providing business leaders with inspired insight on forward movement in the middle market. As you've been working with businesses and and working through this program with them, you know, what have you seen for the hurdles that they've come into with with forgiveness or things like that? Are there things that have been coming up that, you know, are, is good to know before you start? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I provided a nice, neat summary, you know, like everything, the devil's in the details. <laughs> and one thing about it is Congress, sure, Congress created this pool of money and said, we're going to give it to you and it's going to be free if you do certain things. Some of those things are not only incurring or paying eligible expenditures, they're also m- maintaining payroll. So if you cut payroll during your covered period, either you cut your full-time equivalency count, which is kind of think headcount, or mm-hmm. if you cut salaries by more than 25%, and again, there's more details here than we're going to get into today. But right. if you do either of those two things, that can reduce your forgiveness. So, so for some of our larger clients that maybe had turnover, payroll turnover during the covered mm-hmm. period during 2020, that's where a lot of the planning comes in and a lot of the consulting comes in is that they're going to have enough eligible expenditures, but it's making sure that they have enough FTE headcount and making sure that they didn't cut anyone's salary beyond the specified amount so that they can get full forgiveness. Great. Have you seen a lot of businesses coming back in this second round to take advantage of another loan? How's that been so far? What's the second round sort of initial intake been? Yeah, so I think it's there's certainly less interest, let's say, from PPP2 versus PPP1. Some of it is because people, uh, some businesses actually turned out to have a pretty decent 2020. They mm-hmm. didn't know it back in March of 20. Right. But, you know, they had a decent 20, so maybe they can't show the gross revenue decline. Um, also, it's just the amounts are smaller. You know, you can borrow up to 10 million, now it's 2 million. Mm-hmm. So th- there's certainly less interest, but at the same time, there's quite a few clients that will that are going to need PPP round two and, and are eligible for PPP two, you know, due to the the continuing economic uncertainty. If you think restaurants or mm-hmm. hospitality clients, people and you know people that own hotels, that the the COVID emergency is certainly not over for those businesses. So I think f- for those types of people. Uh, they're going to be looking to us for help with PPP2 and PPP2 will certainly be a lifeline for the next couple of months. Right. And is there a deadline that people need to be aware of when it comes to this program? Well, so Congress always puts the deadline out there and then they always end up moving the goalposts. So, <laughs> but for starters, I think the PPP2 right now is scheduled to end March 31st of 2021. You could easily see them though, potentially pushing that date back some Right. And I was just curious in general, how how has the reaction been from businesses who've gone through this loan program? How, how much has it helped them? How much have you heard from them in terms of what the impact of this program has been? Yeah, I, th- I think this is I can speak really mostly to PPP1 because that's the program mm-hmm. that we've, we've been through. And um, so I, I think you know, hugely impactful, if that's even a word to use, that it, again, I, I don't think any of us it's easy to forget how uncertain March and April of 2020 was. 
if we just rewind back then, again, I think the market was down to 19,000. Mm-hmm. You know, all these states were shutting down completely. So if you're a business, you know, you're, you're potentially thinking we have to go into severe cost cutting mode, which unfortunately could mean laying off staff because you just don't know. Mm-hmm. So in steps the government and the government says, we're going to give you money just to maintain payroll. And I think for a lot of people, that was a, a huge lifeline, a huge sigh of relief, knowing that at least for 8, 10, 14, 15 weeks, you're going to have money from the government and all you need to do is maintain payroll and then that loan will be forgiven. So I, I would say a huge impact if we look back to the second and third quarter of 2020. If a business is considering a PPP loan, what's the first thing they should do? Where should they start? So I think for starters, you can you want to find a lender that you work with. So for a lot of people, that's the bank they work with right now as part of their business. I think at the same time, if there's any complexity to your business, and if your loan's going to be over a material amount, you know, materiality could be a different number, you probably want to find an advisor. And that could certainly be I'd Bailey. If you're an I'd Bailey client, if you're not, you know, find your local I'd Bailey professional or whatever other, you know, if there's another CPA you work with, you probably want to link those two people up right away. I mean, the two people being the lender and then your advisor, which again could be I'd Bailey or another, you know, CPA professional. Thank you very much today, Adam. This has been really informative. And like you were saying, this is a super important program for businesses to be aware of. So any sort of parting thoughts you have in terms of what uh, what businesses should be thinking of when it comes to the PPP? Yeah, I just say that as this COVID emergency continues to play out and PPP1 winds up and PPP2 is just, is just uh, beginning, that don't be shy to reach out and look to an you know, I. I Bailey specifically, we have, I do a webinar probably once every three, four weeks on updates to the PPP program. We have lots of articles coming out every week, every couple of weeks, articles that not only cover PPP, but other areas, for instance, the employee retention credit, other areas of government stimulus. So just look out. We try to get as much material out there as we can. And then don't be shy about reaching out. If you need help or if you have questions, we're here. Reach, you know, start with your local iBailey office and, and go from there. Great. Thanks for joining us today, Adam. Thank you, Clinton. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Ebb and Flow podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. At iBailey, what inspires you inspires us. We provide a suite of accounting, advisory, and technology services with your business in mind. Visit our website to access tools and resources tailored for you. iBailey.com slash ebbflow. This podcast is distributed with the understanding that iBailey LLP is not rendering legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Listeners should consult with their business advisors before acting on any of the information or opinions shared. For audience questions and topic ideas, visit idbailey.com slash ebbflow. That's E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y dot com slash E-B-F-L-O-W. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to tune in next time.